cheeky little clap. Free clap. Oh. Hooray, synced. So, hello, hello, hello. How are you, my friend? Other than hey. what we just talked about off recording. <laughs> uh, you doing good? Life is life is meaningless and full of pain, as George the Railroad Martin once said. But apart from that's all right. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, How are you, you little piss baby? <laughs> you got sticks for <laughs> arms. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, before before we get into um, that, uh, I actually wanted to switch quickly. So, um, rip Tim Smith. Uh, that was a big thing that happened since we last recorded. Um, yeah, like, fucking. How sucks. how have you like? Obviously, um, people who well, the two people listening that don't know, um, Tim Smith was the vocalist and guitarist for the Cardiacs. Vocalist, yeah, rip, vocalist, guitarist. He's a um, multi instrumentalist, right? Yeah, he. He did programmed a lot of the drums and okay, uh, cool. did keyboard, so made keyboard very, pots very and shit. Man, um, massively influenced you, uh, not just mm-hmm. in like your music taste, but in your stylings, really. Like, um, so he's somewhat of like an idol for you, right? Like, I say somewhat. He, he yeah. is like one of, if not your biggest musical inspirations, I'd say. Yeah, it's um, sort of latest um, band artist for me to get obsessed with. Um, yeah. No one's really um, top overshadowed them. Like, the sound is just so unique. Mm. And like uh, melodies are just so f- flexible yeah. with how many fucking chords they shove in there. Well, do you, do you want like... to take a quick minute just to talk about Cardiacs and Tim Smith in particular? Like, I suppose I suppose I wanted to ask you, like, well, before you do, like, how, like, I don't know, have you been like grieving at all? Like, obviously, when like an idol like kind of passes, it can be quite like big thing, you know. Like, have you were you affected that much, or is it like you didn't know him personally, so you didn't care that much, or? Like how how did you how did you find it? Because obviously you messaged me when it happened. You're like, oh fucking rip. <laughs> First day was just kind of weird. I was just kind of in shock. I was like, oh that happened. But reflecting on it more, yeah, it fucking sucks. Mm. <laughs> like the past twelve years of his life and uh, the neurological issues he's suffered, you know, mm. hasn't been great. But then there's been like a massive fundraising campaign to get him the support he needs. Mm. Uh, not ever playing again, but you know, Someone he, was, he was a pretty good producer again. Him producing and creating again. So, so what actually happened with it? Like, um, so you said it, he he was he got ill like twelve years ago. It was, it was something neurological, right? Like, yeah, in two thousand eight, I believe he went into cardiac arrest night after a gig. It, yeah, <laughs> it kind of sucks. I think this may not be true, but I believe he got mugged. Oh shit! Okay. Went into cardiac arrest, and then the mugger phoned. Oh, that was nice. Nine 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 for him, yeah. But it's kind of it's yeah. kind of weird because I feel like didn't we mention uh, the cardiacs like literally the last episode uh, of this, or maybe not, maybe the one before, and then uh, obviously like yeah, like it's just I don't know. I, for me, it's quite weird because the cardiacs have always been like I've never like I never got into them as much as you. Like I've dabbled in them a little bit, but mm-hmm. it never quite like hit me like as much as it did you obviously um yeah and uh it was kind of weird because like they've always been in like my peripheral vision like in music because obviously as i said like you've been really into them and like you know mm-hmm. uh i learned like listen to a lot from through you and it's kind of weird because like i don't know i i remember why do you friends with him on facebook as well like i think you didn't you add him on facebook and he like accepted or yeah or am i imagining that like <laughs> no i added him on facebook and he accepted so that was quite nice, oh, nice. <laughs> sent a, a message back in the day um, <laughs> just uh, jizzing myself saying oh my god you're amazing you fucking fabulous man whatever for laudation yeah I love it Um, no that's that's cool so yeah like for me they've not been a like necessarily a huge uh, influence as much as you but like they've definitely been like present for me I guess like 
life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it is quite weird because I feel like it's kind of one of those things that, like, he was kind of ill for so long. Like, it's kind of weird that it suddenly ended, you know? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, especially since he did get funding to, you know, um, rehabilitate himself better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know after that fundraising campaign, he did get ill, but yeah. I didn't say before, but um, due to brain damage, he got dystonia and he couldn't move properly. He was in a wheelchair and he couldn't speak properly. It kind of sucks. And he sort of explained that he just feels like he's in pain all the time. Oh, man. That's so depressing. Oh, man. Yeah. That fucking sucks. But, I mean, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) At least he's he's finally in a better place, probably. Uh, Um, But, yeah, so, rip Tim Smith. Um, I think... mm -hmm. Maybe we should have a little, little like chat about cardiacs in general. It's like a little, uh, little, little, what's it called? Memoriam, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you talked a little bit earlier, uh, like when you're just saying about sort of cardiacs in general, like how sort of like all their weird, like, uh, like uh, just their weird stylings, I guess. Um, what is it that, like, how did you find them? Like, because um, they're are I they went obscure. To... Like, are they well known? I, I don't really know too much about them, as I said. They're pretty obscure. They're... I don't know, uh, Mike Patton's a big fan, and people in Mr. Bungle and Faith No More, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Napalm Death, I love uh, Faith no More, man. Radiohead, Blair, like them, but yeah, they're, they're like an artist, artist kind mm. of, but yeah, they're pretty obscure. <laughs> um, fuck, what's the question? Uh, yeah, I found them through doing, uh, when I was doing an extended BTEC, uh, music-related thing. Uh, I was at a seminar, and there was a dude who was in Blair, mm. and I remember, oh, yeah, it's... Blur the band, like you came and did a yeah, yeah. Oh shit, that's pretty cool. I think he was a drummer and Blair at one time. Yeah, yeah. Or toured with him or something. Okay, I know. I I don't remember that much except he had like fucking crazy (laughs) hair, and for some reason it was really important. He was very very unmemorable. No, he had he had like you know when I grew my hair out, it it was like incredibly shit for a period of time. It's like a straight afro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like in the in between stages where it got all like fucking mushroomy or like Uh, a bicycle helmet. It's like a curly (laughs) version of that. But for some reason don't remember the context but he found it. He thought it was important to play us cardiacs in this presentation he was giving. And yeah, I was hooked ever since. I I was coming off Mr. Bungle and Frank Zappa, which were two of my favourite bands. Hmm. Well favourite artists. But yeah, I got into some of uh, Cardiac's hit songs and I found some of the other stuff kind of poppy and I was more into like metal and avant-garde shit yeah, yeah. but over time I just became more and more uh, obsessed with them <laughs> yeah because you you found like all their weird side projects as well like, I think we talked about uh, was it Spratly Japs Spratly Japs yeah Spratly Japs, Spratly Japs. and the Sea Nymphs yeah, They're pretty good. Also, <laughs> we uh, we mentioned uh, Spratly Japs um, on a on a previous episode. I can't remember the the context of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so you, you went really far down the rabbit hole um, with them, really. And um, it was, I, I don't know, like what 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 kind of like I guess what song or like what album or like what what piece did you just like? Did it just did it just click suddenly where you're like, holy shit, these guys are amazing? Or... Yeah. I got into their album On Land and In the Sea, yeah, yeah. which is regarded as one of her best works. Yeah, for yeah. people, for fans, it's either that or Sing to God, which was like the 1996 double album yeah, epic. Yeah. I got into the song um, The Duck and Roger the Horse, okay. which is this crazy, proggy, punk song with a million chords and 
just staccato guitar and yeah, it's yeah. just pretty crazy and i didn't fully invest in the rest of the album mm. but then uh it was this i remember it distinctly it was this song uh mer's nest by them mm. which sounds kind of like ellie pink floyd with like sid barrett and shit oh, okay that album's very british yeah. but uh yeah it was that song and something clicked and then i go into that album and then from that i discovered the seaside and songs of ships and iron mm. and the whole world window and just all that other shit basically the whole world window is that the shirt you had as well that was like a it was like a uh, daisy and it had like yeah the, the, the title like wrapped around daisy that was that was a fucking cool shirt Man, I was yeah, always I still really, have that. I was always <laughs> mega jealous of the cool band shirts you had. Like, <laughs> so yeah, no. So I, I, I don't know. It's I guess for you, it's like a like a end of an era, I suppose. Like a little bit. Yeah, they may release some stuff posthumously. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. I know there's um, Spratly Japs were gonna release another album at some point yeah, yeah. Uh, with approval from Tim Smith and in 2008 I'd been working on an album called LSD for quite a long time yeah, okay. that all the instrumentation down all the drums keyboards guitars etc yeah. it was just vocals it was missing and for fans that was you know uh, a thing that may happen eventually yeah, yeah. like they would get a new singer in and Tim Smith would produce oh okay but, that's, that's really cool yeah I'm not sure what will happen with any of that now <laughs> well i mean hopefully they'll be able to sort something out um I suppose, mm. have, has there been any other uh like musician or like idol of yours passing ever has like hit you in the same way or is this like quite a unique thing to uh to cardiacs do you reckon yeah this is um pretty unique um scott walker died and i was a little bit bummed but yeah. like um you know i'm a lot less invested in his music then you know yeah 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 <laughs> Also, Tim Swift was 59, while Scott Walker was like in his, in his late, yeah, late 70s or 80s, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. I was just, I, I just kind of wanted to, to get get an idea from you, I guess, because, like, as I said, I was pretty aware that, like, you were, you were pretty invested in, sort of, like, the Cardiacs and then Tim Smith and all that stuff, so. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a big shame, definitely, but I think, like, I don't know, by the sounds of it, he's probably better off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I definitely regret not going to um, a Kodiak sort of support gig or tribute gig that yeah. they have been doing like a couple of times a year or so because it, it would have been really cool to meet him or yeah, yeah, yeah. just be in the presence of some of the ex-band members or yeah. people invested in that community. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I know obviously it won't be the same, but obviously you can still, I'm assuming they're still going to have, like, support gigs or, like, community gigs yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, I suppose it would still be cool. Like, you can still go to that. You just won't quite be able to... <laughs> meet him which sucks maybe they'll maybe they'll wheel him out or something i don't know wow <laughs> ashes. okay maybe cut that <laughs> and, uh, no. that was one of those jokes as i was making i was like i don't know if i should say this no, oh, it's, it's, it's probably fine it's probably fine you laughed so you're just as bad <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it feels fitting with Tim Smith and his values and his sense of humour. Like, uh, there's the ominous sort of record label that owns them and their music. They were kind of um, annoyed at his passing. <laughs> oh, God. How dare so, he? How fucking dare yeah. he? Christ. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you got any final thoughts? Any final, um, what's it called, little bits you want to say about Tim Smith or like the cardiac? Um, yeah, I've been listening to. Uh, a lot of this stuff again just yeah. with uh, his passing and I'm part of the Kodiak's Facebook 
group. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been really cool just hearing people's stories of meeting him from over the years yeah, and of gigs. Yeah. That's that's really cool. That's cool actually. Um, I like that. Maybe I should involve myself more in my community. I have created sort of cardiacs related. Yeah, yeah, because you've done like eight, eight bit covers and and stuff yeah. like that, haven't you? And yeah, I I included the start of the whole worldwide window on the uh, beginning of the last podcast. Oh, okay. I should definitely finish more of that stuff <laughs> off. I'm yeah, just kind of a perfectionist about it, and like it does take a while. Just uh, recreating songs by ear, yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, just working out the parts and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, I was maybe gonna recommend a Cardiac album later, but I'll see. I, to be <laughs> fair, I kind of assumed you would like afterwards. So see how you yeah, see yeah. how you feel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, speaking of bands, you got absolutely obsessed with for a short time. Do you want to talk about Arrested Development once, or do you want to talk about the uh, the the, <laughs> the the other guys? I was trying to think of a good uh, descriptor. <laughs> Um, honestly, I don't mind. Um, I like them both. I've recently been a lot more <laughs> invested in 100 Gex, just I because d- it's new. I'll tell, but... tell you what, let's, let's go over 100 Gex. I like, I like getting your All album right. like, out of the way first, because like, I like, <laughs> I like, kinda, I like asking you questions more than having to justify my album choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's, yeah, let's talk about 100 Gex. So, wow. Um, How did you find it? Uh, I... I really like it, and I hate myself for liking it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I really love this album a lot. Like, it's it's I, pretty trashy. It's pretty like I'm not, poppy okay, and okay. shit. But... Here's, here's the thing, right? When I so as I said last week, I hadn't listened to them at the time, and I'd seen a lot of memes, and I'd seen like the pictures of them, and like when you described it as like seen trash, I genuinely was expecting it to be like Broken Side, you know? But it was oh, like right. Like some proper crunk core shit. Like I was just like, oh. there is a lot of um, emo pop style songwriting, yeah. and like <sighs> just a blatant use of auto tune. Oh, but mate. I I think it's to a good effect. <laughs> do you know? Do you, okay, so remember while we were shitting on Lou the Human for not using auto tune very well? Like mm-hmm. I feel so hypocritical for saying that I don't mind it so much in this album, and I don't know if it's just the like structure or like the genre or no i think i think it's used to good effect here and they um map it to notes that make sense yeah or (laughs) i I don't know um i want to go into detail uh later on but the production is just so fucking crisp for how messy it is Mm. how disgusting and distorted (laughs) and compressed the beats are it just sounds so good i was honestly i was trying for so long to figure out what the fuck genre i would put this in and like it's so weird because it goes from you know it goes from it has stuff from like emo rap it has stuff Mm. from like dance and house it has like some sort of like uh so it has like a bit of trance in there it has like Mm -hmm. crunk core definitely um you know it has like screamo and shit it just it just goes like fucking all over the place constantly and i i just it's so it's such a weird listening experience for me at least and like Mm. again like uh, it just it it's weird because like i was going into expecting like to be like oh yeah 15 year old me would have loved this but nah like i actually really do hate it and it's it's i just know that i shouldn't like it's such a it's a it's like a guilty pleasure like i know that i shouldn't like it some of it i did find really fucking cringy like really cringy um but um eh. i I don't know i think it's performed with a sense of irony (laughs) i mean i would hope so the thing i find 
cringy, like a standout bit of cringe on this album is um, 800 dB Cloud. Oh my god. Oh, like, okay, right. With the chorus is like, I'm addicted to monster money and weed. Okay, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. So <laughs> I, I was thinking when I uh, when I was listening to this, I was I was trying to decide which songs I thought would be your favourite, right? Because you uh-huh. know when we were listening to Maggot Brain and I listened to uh, is it Wars of Armageddon? The song that I really uh-huh. liked. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was listening to that, I was like, I knew that you'd like it, right? Like, And, and I, was, <laughs> I was listening to this one and I was trying to figure out which songs like I think you specifically liked. And I was actually going to mm-hmm. say, I thought you'd have liked 800 dB Cloud, like one of as one uh, of your favorites. I would predict your other one is Gek Gek Gek. You maybe, let me. That's the one that literally the, the sample is just Gek 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 Oh, yeah, it was, it was okay. Okay. What do I like? Um... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. My predictions oh, yeah. are completely wrong. So that, like, that's that's gone to shit. Why? Do, I, I tell you what. Why don't you? Yeah. Let's let's, let's have a little. Uh, let's have a little. You, you can tell me which ones you like. Okay. Um. <laughs> your 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 faves. Oh, I don't know. Uh, seven four five sticky is is strong. I'm not sure it's my fave, but it's a good opener. Really, to be fair. Yeah. I, I like the hedonism of just burning money. <laughs> of like. <laughs> Oh, it's 745 and I'm already broke. That's quite good. Um, Money Machine, uh, brilliant lyrics. <laughs> and the, pr- the production is pretty great as well. Mm. I really like the noisy outro. Mm. Um, 800GB Clouds. It's, I know it's ironic, but it's kind of cringy. Or like the, f- the pseudo like screamo vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to replicate them, but just the most like croaky sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I. Hang on, let me just double check. I, I think this is the one with the outro where it's just. Yeah, it's like really super weird. It's kind of like. Um, do you remember penetrating the amulet with a rusty, that musty carrot? Um, uh, yeah. And he yes, he didn't. That was more for frog type. Thing I was gonna though, say, it? so it didn't really sound like pig squeal, but it was kind of froggy, right? It kind of yeah. reminds me of that. Like it, it, it just. It's sort of death metal, Cookie Monster growls, but not. Mm. I, I don't know. It sounded kind of painful, honestly. Like. It, yeah, it I, sounded like it. it sounded. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just. Uh, it just reminds me of being a teenager, and that's why it hurts me inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, stupid horse. Um, I was right back the bet. Yeah, I realised. That's the best. Horse. That's the best score song on the album. I definitely. Oh man, do you know what's really irritating <laughs> is I actually really fucking love to pick it up. Like even though it's not yeah, even slightly anything to do with Scar as a song, it just it, I really fucking love it. It's so good. <laughs> I think it's because I got a soft spot for Scar. Like it just sounds so yeah, yeah. funky all the time. Uh, I, oh, I really like. I would never stop you. <sighs> no, I hate that like, one the, so why it's, it's just it's pretty oh. cringy i i the, the, the lyrics I, I, are pretty cringy I, I don't know i really like the sort of nightcore sort of mm. bubblegum bass sort of uh <sighs> i don't know i don't know why i like that type of music because when have i ever listened to that yeah literally and what the fuck <laughs> I, I think it's i think it's new grounds i think it's oh, okay being 12 and 13 and having that shit in the background while yeah, i'm playing yeah. some stupid flash game but <laughs> me and fuck yeah <laughs> Ringtone, I'm, uh, I'm just blasting through these, no, but ringtone, um, it's a pretty standard pop song, like, the lyrics, they don't blow me away or anything, but oh, I, I do love the production and how, how poppy this song is, like, it's just, 
it's just so disgusting how everything just gradually gets more and more distorted. Yeah, yeah. Like, the beats, like, are gonna implode, or... Mm. Uh... crushed. I like, I don't and... Like oh. <laughs> and... I really like Get To You, even though, by the end, it just goes, fuck it, and just goes <laughs> into this, like, happy, hardcore, just <laughs> distorted, swung, like, siren, yeah. like... Yeah. See, you know, um, so we've got a mutual friend um, who really loves making hardcore music, like, mm -hmm. um, as in, like, hard hard dance hardcore, not the punk-style hardcore. And I was always very uh -huh. irritated because whenever he would dabble in um, sort of, you know, other electronic types, like, whether it's just a bit of dance, a bit of house, a bit of um, dubstep, like, I really enjoyed it. But I just, there's something about a hard style I just, I do not enjoy, <laughs> like, and I don't know what it is. And one but <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Listening to this, like, beforehand, before suggesting it, I was like, I don't know, you unironically, like, I sent my friends on fire, right? I, so I do I've, indeed. I, I thought <laughs> that, like, the same aesthetic would come through, like, hmm. the crunkiness of that, and they overlap, if you get what I mean, both projects. Um, I agree, but I would say, like, uh, I sent my friends on fire is a lot more alternative, so uh, I, rather like it's nowhere near as poppy as this, and it's like a lot more. Mm. I'd say I set my friends fire is a lot more metal based than this. Yeah, so. I think the production on this is a lot more alternative. But yeah, from um, song structure and um, vocal stylings, I would mm. agree. The the thing about this whole album, um, and I, this, I'm not gonna lie, this whole week musically has just been like such a fucking weird like pseudo nostalgia trip because mm. like I just I just it kind of reminded me of like a better version of Blunder Dancer honestly with like wow, much yeah. better and minus the nonciness probably like it's just kind <laughs> of like you know I don't know it's it's a lot less um, cringy yeah and sexualized from Blunder Dancer oh yeah no of course but just like kind of the way like they go for that kind of like emo scene like style um, yeah, but like, turn it into something a bit more poppy and like um, I don't know, just a bit more like I don't, I can't even say accessible because it's not really. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Yeah, I mean that sounds like a massive fucking backhand did like compliment, but it, I actually do rate this song, uh, this album a lot. Like again, mm. I just can't get over the feeling that I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it does kind of remind me of Guilty Pleasures. Like, um, back in the day when I'd get blackout drunk and listen to Cara Cara Benito, <laughs> or, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, they did Pon Pon Pon, like, Kiru Pamu Pamu? You know that, uh, uh J-pop artist? Oh, vaguely, yeah. Um, I yeah, they did, like, either. it reminds me of, um, the J-pop and, uh, pop I would listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, um... Again, just shit out of fine on new grounds. Yeah. But I think as an album, it's a lot more consistent. Like, mm. it's always with pop, I do enjoy it's sort of hit or miss or yeah, like yeah. some signals, but it's harder to find an album that I would want to listen to. Mm. Can, I, can I make a point about ringtone now? Um, mm -hmm. First of all, the chorus is so fucking catchy. Just, my boy's got his own ringtone. Like, that, that yeah. has like, been stuck in my head for ages. Um, but you know how you said you thought it was, like, quite a generic pop song? Um, uh -huh. I actually, like, thematically, I thought it was totally different. Like, I thought he was, like, a bit 
like, I thought it was meant to be that he was like controlling and shit. Because it's like 27 missed calls lighting up my cell phone, sending you a text saying, call you when I get home. Uh, taking off my work clothes, working in a cold one, 45 group texts, 50 group DMs, send another text asking if I've seen them. And then like, uh. it goes like, towards the end, it's like, um, my boy's got his own ringtone, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, um, you still have a ringtone when you called me, now it makes me sick. So I thought it was like, he was just constant. Like I thought like it's meant to be, do you remember, um, remember Hollywood and Dead? Uh, you know that song that like, yes. they, that like, everyone listened to for a little bit when we were like 15 16 um oh yeah the really the press the, song the really like cheery song that's like core progression yeah. themselves i kind of thought it was meant to be that kind of juxtaposition like oh yeah this is like a really lovey-dovey like kind of generic sounding love song but actually like yo this man's like sending me like i don't know a hundred odd messages in total like potentially <laughs> i didn't really think of the lyrics when i I meant generic and sort of the chord progression <laughs> and sort of the pop hooks. I, I mean, but to be fair, as we established... The production <laughs> does really stand out to me as like, ooh. As we established in um, our Maggot Brain thingy, I'm not always the best at like, um, you know, picking up thematic uh, lyrics, <laughs> like themes in lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was meant to be a bit of a juxtaposition. I get what you mean about production though. I, I just, I don't know. It's just very easy to just do, so I kind of rate it. Um, stupid horse as well. Um, just to talk yeah, about that's, that again. That's I just, pretty great. Yeah, I just really fucking like that. I can't like the only. I think my major criticism about these songs is they're just very. Um, I noticed this with kind of like I guess emo rap artists like uh, Lil Peep and um, we've talked about X Tentacion a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But something I noticed about them is like just lyrically, like there's not actually that much substance, like. And I think it's uh it's more of a uh like indicator of or, or I guess marker of like because um a lot of these songs are like very short. <laughs> I mean like the longest mm. song on this album is what, three minutes and that's oh well three minute eighteen and that's the end. So like they've got a kind of pack a lot of like just as memorable shit as possible, I guess, and like just try and make it as catchy as possible rather than actually like saying anything of substance, I guess. Yeah. But having said that as well, one thing I do really enjoy is um, just to refer to Lou the Human again. <laughs> I do love that um, the verified comments on Genius are actually like them trying to explain shit rather than just I was in my bed <laughs> when I wrote this. <laughs> like, yeah, like I do have to admit I do love. I think Money Machine is. Hello. Money Machine's probably my nah. favorite. Oh, hello. <laughs> Did you think I cut out? Yeah. <laughs> So Money Machine is yeah, Money Machine is probably my favourite and I think a big part of that is is the little like intro. Like my favourite fucking bit is it was like uh oh I go what's what's the quote? It's like it's inspired by a line from King of the Hill. I was watching a lot of King of the Hill at that time. And it's just like I just love it, it's like, Hey little piss baby, you think you're so fucking cool. Uh, I just I love like the your, your arms look so fucking cute, they look like little cigarettes. Like I don't know, that's just like a really funny line yeah. to me. I, it's, I think it's, like, it's pretty fire. I bet I could smoke you. I could roast you. <laughs> then you'd love it. Yeah. You text me, I love you, and then I'd fucking ghost you. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I like how like they're just so obviously like memeing. Mm-hmm. Like they're not really trying to take themselves seriously, which I enjoy. Like I think, um, I, I think like I come across as like a bit of a fucking grump a lot of the time because I'm like, ah, oh, people need to have good lyrical content and they need to use samples properly, but like. In all seriousness, like like 
criticisms aside, I actually do really enjoy when like artists can just kind of like fuck around and like they really take themselves yeah. seriously. I remember. I think um, context ma- matters, right? Like, yeah, this, yeah. 100%. This seems like they know what they're doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it just kind of reminds me of um. I can't remember the band, but do you me- do you remember watching? Ah, uh, there was a guy who used to interview like all the kind of like big metalcore bands at the time. Like I said, like Hold and Dead, mm-hmm. Ask Alexandria, uh, Black Four Brides. I feel like it was Brian Stars. Yeah. I want to say. Hang on, let me, let me just <laughs> quick interlude. Um, it's this little like Twinkie he, dude. Yeah, he was he was like ginger, I want to say. Uh, Brian Stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. He used to he used to. Um, was he still uploading? I remember he used to like go to Warp Tour and shit like that, mm-hmm. and like interview people. Oh my god, his featured video is an interview of Ronnie Radke from 2011. Jesus Christ. Um, but I remember he um, he was interviewing a uh, musician. And I can't quite remember what band it was, but it was um, they had a band called Eat Me While I'm Hot. They had like three different bands, and um, I can't remember what their main one was. Um, but I remember there was an interview where the guy, like Brian Stars, asked like a really stupid question, like, "Oh, um, oh, what what your porn star name be or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And the guy got really eggy about it. He was like, "Oh, I'm a serious mu- never shout never never shout never." There we go. Um, I'm a serious musician. I don't want to answer these stupid questions. And like, it was just the most awkward shit. Cause like, he looked so awkward. And he was like, I'm just asking my questions, man. Like, I was just trying to have fun. And like, uh, like the guy just got really like eggy. And I just remember like, uh, yeah, I remember watching that in like 2011 or something. And I was just like, bruh, I fucking hate overly serious, pretentious musicians. <laughs> so yeah, like, I-, I don't know. I think when. Like you say, like context matters a lot, and like when musicians can just kind of like take piss a little mm. bit and like have fun with it, I definitely enjoy it. But that being said, like there's a limit to that at the same time, you know. Like again, like with Walls of Armageddon, that was obviously them fucking about, like like a uh, Funkadelic's fucking about. But I, I don't know, <laughs> like it just kind of like was a bit too much for me. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm just a massive hypocrite. No, the criticism I have seen of this album is. Um... Is that is kind of gimmicky or disposable, mm. I guess. Oh, how will this hold up when some of the styles they um, replicate or parody or mess with go out of style? Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's, it's very transition-heavy, this album. I don't think that's necessarily mm. a bad thing, but it does put people off. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think people feel the same way about I Wrestled the Bear once, weirdly. Like, mm. <laughs> because... <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I think the songwriting's pretty consistent. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. It'll be cool. Like this, this isn't the best album ever, but like. Did you want to? Well, speaking of, did you want to talk about their remix album a little bit? Yeah, I, yeah I sure. Didn't, I did listen to the two remixes you suggested. I did actually rate them, but I've I've only listened to about half the remix mm-hmm. album, and honestly, I think I prefer it because I feel like Ooh. they're just a lot more fleshed out. You know, like obviously the songs are a bit longer. They've got a bit more sort of. Um, to it and i guess in an album that's so like all over the place like stylistically it kind of lends itself to getting a lot of featured artists in to just kind of like uh sort of put their little stamp on it like make their mark you know so i actually i quite rated like i really rate what i've heard of the remix album but i will make the disclaimer i haven't listened to it like properly you know yeah um, i don't how, do, how did you feel about I it i don't like a lot of the remixes really or by mm. 
I, I don't know, by them uh, taking some of the genres explored more seriously, at least it's some of its yeah, charm, yeah. or some of the remixes are just um, unironically in the genre they've been messing around with, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I just didn't like some of the remixes as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair, that's fair. Do you think that if they try to go a bit more serious, like with their music, or like maybe pick a style, and like, because mm. obviously I've said quite a few times, like, um, for a few artists now, like, oh, you know, if they try and um, try and do too many styles, they they end up like stretching themselves too thin, or you know, whatever. Um, do you think if they like focused on one style, or if they kind of lost that kind of like playfulness, you wouldn't enjoy it as much? Like, I've listened to some of Dylan Brady's uh, solo work or other projects. Yeah. And while I um, I respect him as a producer, I think he's really talented. Yeah. I think they're less interesting and more generic. They, I don't know. I I would like a hundred gex to release something with more um, fleshed out songs, uh, more thought out mm. ideas, I guess. Or maybe more experimental, like... It could go either way. No, if they do both, that would be cool. Like, if they can <laughs> keep some of the pop aesthetics, but, you know, have, mm. like, uh, songs that... I don't know, if they flesh out, flesh out some of the songs and then they just ramp up their... Uh, I don't know. I'm really fucking hungry. <laughs> My brain's not working. <laughs> oh. Your blood sugar's just dropped <laughs> suddenly. Um, an example of what I'm kind of trying to say is, like... Uh, one of the remixes I did to you is 745 Sticky, but the Black Dresses remix. Yeah, yeah. And hmm. uh, I think sort of the screamed or distorted vocals uh, works with the styling of the song. But, but yeah, yeah. that artist 100%. sort of takes 745 Sticky to its logical extreme. Like it condenses yeah. it and makes it as sort of abrasive and aggressive and distorted yeah, as it yeah. can go. And it's <laughs> it just kind of fucking punches you in the face, and it'll be cool if you know 100 Gex themselves sort of expanded on those kind of things, like just just see where they can fucking take it, just go nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I would agree. Like, I kind of want to. I know we do say this a lot, but I do kind of want to see where they go from there. Like, just I feel like it will probably be a similar thing of like from the jewels and shit, and that like will probably like this album the most uh. just because it was like the first like i don't know kind of like a it's, it's kind of like a what's the word like perfect storm i suppose of like timing in that we've happened to find this mm. and um i i don't know i i feel like anything they make probably won't necessarily live up to the hype of like the first one because they they are getting like both good and bad publicity mm-hmm. at the moment as i said most of what I've seen so far is not particularly positive. No? Um, what have you heard? No, no. Oh, it's mainly just, like, sort of memes, like... You know the memes that are like, uh... Oh, X band is just yeah, yeah. Y band for Z. Like, it's, it's just a lot of, like, shit-talking <laughs> that and, like, shit-talking their aesthetic mm. and the whole, like, I thought we're past scene phases and stuff like that. So, again, like, when you first sort of suggested it, I wasn't... Yeah, I wasn't... It wasn't too positive but no i'm i'm glad i've actually like took the time a lot of it um, does appear like superficial or trashy like the lyrics but mm. i think there's real care behind behind a production and mm. uh no it's i yeah i can see how it is kind of gimmicky how they flip from different styles and stuff like that yeah yeah but then 
I feel like context matters, and I'm um, a fan of other artists who do yeah. that to some Honestly, degree. the weirdest the, the weirdest part about the listening experience for this this week um, was I listened to 100 Gex mm. first, and then um, I listened to Arsene Bell straight after, and I listened to the deluxe album, which has all the remixes oh, at the end, right? That, oh. and <laughs> it, it, mm, I remember at the know? time it didn't hold up, but... <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, I, d- I didn't end up listening to like all of them, but just listening to the first few, it's kind of weird, like stylistically, how they're actually quite similar. Mm. Like, it's kind of, like, I, you know, it just it kind of feels like we're going in circles, like culturally, you know, like, <laughs> like it's kind of weird that like, like me, like. I remember uh, whenever I talked to my dad about music, he like I'd show him something, he'd be like, "Oh, I, like this, you know, this such and such band was doing this when I was like, you know, your age, blah blah blah." And it's like, yeah, I, I get that, but like that's know, a ten I, out of ten I, I, impression, by the way. <laughs> Enjoyed that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Like it was like he was sat in the corner, yeah. you know. Um, but no, it's kind of weird because like I, I do think that like culturally we just go very like like even like fashion and like you know music generally will go in like cycles and shit and like it does feel quite weird that we're going back to like the scene shit Mm. i guess and like emo shit i like i totally rate it don't get me wrong but yeah i don't know like just listening to like a couple of the uh a couple of the remixes it was like this is just the hundred gags album (laughs) (laughs) like and also i mean not even slightly to be honest i think it was just like I, it was probably just because I listened to it like straight after, but I I don't know. There were definitely like parallels, and it was kind of weird for me in the moment. I was always listening to it at work at like six in the morning, so maybe I was just like I don't know. <laughs> maybe I was still sleep deprived. Uh, um, I do appreciate um, on the Tree of Clues album, uh, just expanding on the styles that they uh, presented in the original. Like yeah, there's yeah. just like a pure sort of Euro pop song with. With like yeah. a Mr. Worldwide at the start, it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, ringtone. I know I didn't send you that, but you know, mm. I don't know if that featured some prominent artists or the. Yeah, I was. I, I think I said last week. But I was quite surprised at just how many like quite big names would like mm. jumping on, and I, I'm guessing it's because they've got like a they're getting a fair bit of attention. So it's probably just people like clout chasing or whatever. Yeah, but I think maybe if we're not being cynical, like maybe people do actually see something in them that like might be kind of interesting to get involved with. I think you know? maybe um, alternative pop is sort of taking off with like Charlie yeah. XCX <laughs> or like um, Sophie, if you've heard of her or. Uh, Ooh. Or Dorian so, Electra, who's on this album. Oh, okay, yeah. That's cool. Hopefully it carries on. <laughs> I quite like the Um Roo remix of Ringtone, except it... Uh, I, I don't know that one, to be fair. That wasn't one I got around to listen to, I don't think. I think it was more um, alternative than the other remix of Ringtone, but it... it mm. I don't know. It really fucking stressed me out because it, <laughs> it's at multiple points. It um, samples a vibrating phone. Oh, and that gave, wait, did you keep thinking it was yours? No, but like it. Oh, okay. It gave me so much anxiety that it just kept going off, like just this <laughs> vibrating <laughs> in the background. Jesus like, oh god. Oh, I sent you just. I sent you the remix of "Hand Crushed" by Mallet just because yep. of Fallout Boy man's vocals on it do, do you know do you know the moment like i didn't actually check the uh the features and the moment he started singing i was like is this patrick stump what the fuck <laughs> um but honestly that's 
pretty par for the course, yeah. I think, for him. With some of the guest vocals, I think it loses the uh, repeating words, but I think it loses the charm <laughs> of the original. Like, I like yeah, yeah. the a bit sort of amateurish singing and autotune but i do like the integrity yeah, yeah. with which he uh delivers those lyrics it's, it's such like yeah. intensity to i <laughs> was trying to fight that's you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this, oh, no, i think that's pretty much what i have to say about this yeah Ooh. no that's fine um, i mean oh. uh the production like i've hopped on it before but um it's like with I don't know if you've listened to much Death Grips, but yes, uh, I listened to the um, Gamer Words on the Moon and uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and X X Military. Um, those are my two most listened to albums, probably. Yeah, uh, X Military more so, I'd say actually. Yeah, On the Moon was my introduction to it, but um, if you've listened to the Money Store or uh, the one with the face and the balloons. Oh fuck! But what was the one with the dick pic? Oh, was that uh, uh, the internet? No love, deep web. Ah, uh, no love, deep web. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, fuck! <laughs> like they both share an aesthetic with like um, mm. noisy, messy, uh, distorted samples. But yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I just I I'm not really even that big of like a production person, but like. It's just very impressive that Dylan Brady is able to use all these samples and these noisy sounds, and they still sound really crisp. Mm. Like if if you listen to the Money Store, like that is not like pop production or something, but like I don't know. It's yeah. I think this album is like is a it, stepping stone for like people who like pop to get into more avant-garde stuff simply because of the songwriting yeah. and how crisp the production is. Yeah, well that's really good then. Mm. Um, speaking of um, crisp production. Do you want to go the exact like antithesis of that and talk about the first I rested of once album? Yeah, sure. Because I don't think the pro- holy shit, I did not realize how bad some of the production was. Not gonna really. Lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought um, it was so, all right. The bass is kind of low, so one, but it's audible, and that's you know that's pretty standard well, okay. for like um, metal metalcore bands. So to be fair, it's not fucking, it's not awful. Mm-hmm. But I noticed like I remember this being an issue back when um <clears throat> when I used to listen to them a lot more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um but the the hard the 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 unclean vocals are just fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just they're so muddy like all the time. Huh. And like one thing um I noticed consistently and again I remembered this back uh, back in the day when I used to listen to them a lot. Um is it's almost impossible to get like a good like um context uh context or like understanding of the lyrics because um so for example uh with like i i found when i first started listening to to metal and and you know sort of scream vocals um it was very hard to kind of pick out individual words and um you know just kind of kind of like digging through the noise to actually like understand what they were singing mm-hmm. right um and as i listened to it more and more and more i got it like um uh, you know i got it down like for example if you take uh like, like you mentioned before i set my friends on fire i can i can quite ease like their screams although they're not necessarily conventional um in sort of a broad sense like his screams are kind of bad <laughs> honestly um lows and highs mm-hmm. um but i can still i can still hear what he said right like i can still pick out words uh, and um like aristobel once for me was one i did i introduce you to aristobel once i feel like i did i might not have though. i've um, um no idea i 
Did did you or did did one of us stumble upon Taste Like Kevin Bacon? Well, here's what I was going to say is is I remember I the first one I ever heard was Taste Like Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. and I remember so it was um, I was at the bear once. I set my friends on fire. Um, we buttered the bread with butter, <laughs> who was a uh, German deathcore yeah, yeah. band. I don't know if I ever got you into them. I um, I, I had an album also, first, <laughs> <laughs> and also um, the Bunny the Bear. I remember sending you at some point. Uh, if you remember those, did you guys, send me that? Like, I'm pretty sure that's I cool. Because that. I oh, um, I did. I'm sorry, tangent again, but like uh, no, no, cool. on 100 Gex, songs like "Get to You" reminded me a lot hmm. of the Bunny of a Bear. Okay, how come? Um, like obviously they're a hardcore band with sort of yeah. electronic music and hardcore stylings. Yeah, yeah. Um, ugh, 100 Gex are metal, but songs like "Get to You" share the same aesthetic, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, draw okay. from the same yeah, no, dance move fair. music sort of roots oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah no i get, I get you I, I see where you're coming from with that um but yeah so it was it was there was kind of this period of time where i was listening to a lot of like um metal core and like uh i remember someone describing uh i once as like add metal um it was also pacifist do you remember those guys um yes i i do <laughs> Uh, I remember um, the them. music videos, and I had... A, was that one of all the dildos? One of them had a lot of dildos, <laughs> and another one was like a kid's TV show. Oh, a, yeah. a lot less and, dildos, and like the, but there's still some. They went like on a murder spree or something? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I had, I had so, a couple so, of their EPs. So essentially, my, my the, the crux of this conversation piece is, basically there was a few bands that I was listening to um, all around the same time. They all were like, you know very much like screamo and metal bands but they had a lot of um you know electronic influences mm-hmm. and like honestly i think like i mean this this it's all happening originally came out in 2009 right um and i think this is this was kind of when i was getting at Zandria started going as well um and you know blackfall brides okay. and this was when i feel like i want to say I mean, I have literally no, like, background to this, but for me, this was when Metalcore started, like, kicking off, right? And we, we started talking, we talked, we've talked a bit about, about like, breakdowns and, like, the, the chug breakdowns, mm-hmm. um, like, in, in previous episodes. And that, this, this was a time in which, like, for me at least, the music was always, like, it would have, like, some really epic, like, you know, sounding guitar work. It'd have, like, some really mental drumming. It'd have, like, bass was kind of forgotten, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, like, some, you know, um, there would always be like clean vocals as well. Sometimes, like like Alisana, they had you know a, a screamo artist and then a clean vocalist. Yeah. Um, and then there was always like you know some synths involved, mm-hmm. and it was just very much like a weird mashup of like you know styles. And I, I feel like without trying to sound like too pretentious, I feel like those bands, although a lot of them I would never listen to ever again. Um, or I like I mean I think I'd said before how I tried to re-listen to Alisana and I just couldn't it just like it just my brain was not computing it oh, um, I, d- <laughs> I don't know I think it would be hard for me to go back and listen to something like Escape the Fate or Alisana hit- one last chance to reverse this uh, curse Alisana hit me in the feels for some reason like like I could emotionally relate to it and I'm not sure why no way. like okay. that first album and then like some of the later albums were actually sort of okay and they had more of a story to them. I, I can't remember which album it was, but there was the one where it was like, it was like a concert album about being a vampire. I just found, like, <laughs> this fair, is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, maybe like if I went back to it now, because again, this was like a few years ago and I tried listening to it and I was like, no, I can't. And so maybe I wasn't just, I just wasn't in the right headspace. Uh-huh. Maybe, you know? So uh, maybe I will try and re-listen to it at some point. Maybe we'll do a retrospective maybe. at some point for this. Um, maybe, maybe. 
Um, but yeah, so this, so I keep going on a tangent. Sorry, like no, so cool. this was like a like a like a really important time for me, I think, because it made me realize that like genres didn't necessarily have to be like um, static, right? Mm. Um, I had so like I like I think I've listed about half a dozen bands that like were doing a lot of not necessarily like unique stuff in like again the grand scheme of things, but definitely stuff that like I'd only listened to before. Uh, I hadn't listened to before and I was only just being exposed to and that like yeah I think that was really important for me because it was like in my like formative years for music right so it was, yeah sort of like my early to mid teens mm-hmm. and um I just think like I just think it was really really important um to kind of ha- to kind of have that in your like obviously we talked about musical journeys before like I think it's really important to have that kind of like aspect it's somewhere down the line right yeah um uh <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I wrestled the bear once, um, where it was a massive part of my musical journey. I listened to hard rock, then I got into metal, and I loved System of a Down. They were my favorite band for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That course. was quite eclectic and stuff. We we did talk about this before, didn't we? I think. Yeah. Then. But I'd like to hear more, like sort of more specifically to the Virus the Bear once to be. Yeah, fair. and then I really got into a wrestled the bear once, and some more extreme metal around that time. Yeah. Um, was that was that during our Children of Bodom phase? Was that when we we started listening to that as well? <laughs> um, yeah, Children of Bodom was in there at some point. It was like <laughs> it's neoclassical sort of uh, solos, I, and it's 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 quite weird because I I consider like um, our musical journey is quite like quite close together because obviously we spent a mm. lot of time talking about music and like um, I feel like that was a, like not to get like you know too deep i suppose but i feel like that was a really important part of our friendship mm. like it was definitely something we bonded over and like like i said we talked about a lot and it's kind of cute that like you know what 10 years down the line we're actually like just still chatting shit about music yeah <laughs> i quite like that but yeah so sorry it's a character i don't know um, you really got into aristotle once oh like i'll outside- Another tangent, but like outside of like gay heart to heart and eating like noodles <laughs> at 11pm, I think that was a big part of our friendship, just like playing Black Ops or some bullshit mm. and like having metalcore <laughs> in the background. But uh, yeah, musical journey. I remember trying to do. I, I remember trying to do that on my own. It just it just hit different. Yeah, you know? I, it just wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I was always into weird or eclectic stuff, mm. and like with more extreme um, genres of metal, there's only really so far you can go. Like, yeah, yeah. you go to, like, Grindcore or, like, Gore Grind, or after that, it's just, like, mm. black metal and noise music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> you find, like, logical extremes, but um, I wrestled the Bear once really helped me get into other more weird mm. shit. Like, through liking this band, I probably went on to find, like, Bjork and Mr. Bungle mm. and Frank Zappa, Cardiacs and all the shit I'm into nowadays. <laughs> So so really quickly, you, you mentioned last week um that Bjork was actually kind of like a like once you got into her, it kind of steered you away from Arrested Bear once because you saw parallels between the, the vocals. It just right? ruined a lot of um yeah, it ruined a lot of this album for me. <laughs> what how come though? Do you was it just like a was it like a you thought Bjork did it better or yeah, was it, um, what, what actually happened? Listening back to this album, um I still like quite a lot of the moments and I do enjoy a lot of the electronic or more subdued sort mm. of um, segments they put in, but I do find it really distracting when Chris does just doing like a Bjork impression, like on. I I, I just oh hang on, I just want to say really quickly, Krista Cameron one hundred percent 
like like started uh my love for old girls huh. like 100 i i remember like like little 13 year old me watching the music video for fucking um tastes like kevin wait which which is the music video where like there's like a birthday party and then the cake's full of worms that might be taste like kevin i think i'll see you like... in shell or something or oh wait no 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 it, no, it was um Pratty nipples you know that no 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 no, no. it's uh you know you know that ain't them dogs real voices uh, yeah i remember okay. because that's actually one of my favorite songs like by the metal but i just remember like little 13 year old me going like oh my god she's a woman that can do scream i'm in love <laughs> Yeah. So that one hundred just just a little aside, that one hundred percent started a fucking Angela Gosso or whatever she's called, the ex arch enemy singer. Uh I never knew what she looked like, to be fair. I only listened to her music. Uh. It was more about the music than the looks. Um Adam. <laughs> I'm I'm not here to objectify good musicians. <laughs> um no, I just I just remember seeing like her chest piece, which was like a like a fiery heart, I wanna uh-huh. say, and just being like, Holy shit, that's cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not about the looks, but no, but about her chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So going back to so so sorry, really quickly. So Bjork, yeah, you just you just thought like you were just like, hang on, she's just copying Bork. Yeah. No, do you I, not find it a bit like I don't want to say cringy, but distracting where she's doing like a Bjork accent, like on Danger in the Major say, or White Water in the Morning. I, I was I was literally just about to say White Water in the Morning is probably the most noticeable. You know the so cover yeah your head, your eyes. and she goes like really breathy yeah. and like see I personally don't mind that because as I think I've said a, I've definitely said a couple of times like at least once that like obviously you, you consume media and it, it, you know you, you end up sort of like emulating it to a degree. Mm-hmm. So I would assume she. I mean it would be pretty fucking funny if it turned out she'd never listened to Bjork in her whole life. I doubt nah, it. she did but... <laughs> say at one point it was a big influence on her. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, to be fair, Bjork in, in itself, uh, in herself, is like quite an eclectic mm-hmm. artist. So I'm not really too surprised. I mean, f- f- funnily enough, um, Pacifist, the band I mentioned earlier, they actually had like I, I remember there's a music video where the, the guitarist I want to say is like got an Iris of the Bear once shirt. <laughs> huh. Yeah, um, no, they're both part of the same sort of world, I guess genre. Um, but yeah, so personally, that that never bothered me. Like, I 100% agree with you. Like, the clear, clean vocals are, like, so Bjork-esque. Yeah. But I think, like, I'm f- I'm just fine with that, honestly. Mm. <laughs> like, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe, I'm not too sure. I don't know. I guess before, I wasn't aware of Bjork, and I just thought it was really cool. But um, mm. looking back on it, I can, you know, it's it's just not as cool as I once thought it was. Mm. I think, no, I no, think that's moments, fair. like, in the cat's pajamas are still, like... Uh, mm. They still hold up. They're quite like ethereal and like make you feel things, oh, and man. you know. Well, well, well. I'll tell you what, because this is actually this is uh, this just reminded me. So, what, what, what do you reckon is your top three songs from this album? Uh, really quickly. Uh, uh, do you do you do you want mine while you think about it? Yeah. So, Danger in the Manger. Uh-huh. I forgot how good that song is. Like, oh my god, I fucking oh my god, it's so good, man. It's so good. Like, I, I like. I just that like I forgot like how fucking good that is like when it started and the moment I heard it that just brought me back like because I haven't yeah. listened to this album in years and I was just like fuck man this this album like, consistently has really great sort of uh, sort of treble picked guitar like the guitar is fucking amazing isn't it the guitarist is so good actually that was yeah he's sort of the um, I'm not sure if he's like an altair but he also like the main songwriter behind all this shit okay. like. I That's think cool. he did most of the programming for like the Sims and like he did all the guitar work. 
Am I? Am I? I, I feel like this is true. They didn't have a drummer at this point. Right? Yes. Like the no, drums yeah, were Wait, wait, wait. Um, I remember. Uh, blah, blah. I remember on that EP they didn't have a drummer. That that was uh, that okay, was okay. clearly so programmed drums. But okay, okay. I think they have a, these. I, I don't know. I would have to listen to it. But these sounds at least like drums. I was, was going like to say because 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 I was assuming it was sequenced, but I was thinking a lot of it like sounded quite like natural. Mm. I was like, I, and I remember thinking I was like is this sequence because it sounds really good but then there were other parts where i was like holy shit is this a drummer like because this is pretty intense yeah <laughs> uh um but yeah danger in a minute wait actually have, have your tangent oh uh, you can make um you can sequence drums and make it sound quite natural by in, instead of using midi or mm. uh you, you can actually uh, you can sample live drums and then like piece it together yeah yeah that that is true like, sing um, to god by cardiacs that's all sampled drums Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. I know that my friend, um, he actually sent me a bunch of drum samples for me to use, and I just could not get them to sound, like, natural enough, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go, like, obviously. Yeah, I think you need to make. mess with the <laughs> dynamics, but if it's all sort yeah. of level, it sounds... I'm just not a good enough producer, but he makes some amazing hmm. work, actually. I, like, I need him to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Danger in a Major, mm-hmm. like, I just, yeah. Even just, even just like, the... I don't know, the section where it's like, I, I could not, I could shatter, like that bit's just like, uh, it's just, there's not a, honestly, I just don't think there's a section of this song that like, I don't like, you know, <laughs> just even the opening vocals where it's like to prove my reason for living this fucking life, like it's so like, I use this, I know I use the word visceral a lot, but it's just like, oh man, she's just like really going for it, and it's not in like a Ziani way in that she's like, okay with fucking a voice up it's just like this is like some really fucking good like screen vocals um i love it i just oh, I love it yeah so i i guess um, um the it doesn't really bother me the intro riff it's not the most um original like i feel like that's just in popular culture right you can recognize that sound like from the yeah, first yeah. to the minor third to the fifth to da, 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 da. Mm. yeah but no, I think it works. I really like how squelchy the bass is. <laughs> like the bum 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's like, I don't know, there's something about it. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's just very squelchy, you know? I really like it. Um, I, who, I, okay, so the first time I re-listened to Taste Like Kevin Bacon, I was like, why did I ever like this song? Like, it's not that good. Um, but then I listened to it again and was like, no, I'm an idiot. It's so good. <laughs> like, I feel like Taste Like Kevin Bacon is probably one of the... Well, because it's the one I found them through, I'm assuming it's one of their most mm-hmm, well-known. Definitely, it's a it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of a trip in terms of like it's just kind of like uh, all over the place, like style, like not stylistically, but like tempo wise, like definitely stylistically. I really like the there's sort of do you reckon? Yeah, there's okay. <laughs> there's sort of a sort of dance disco section in there. Then it goes yeah. more uh, ethereal. And like very melodic and with um, harmonized sort of treble picked guitar. Oh, so so I'm just re-listening to it while I talk because I know there were some specific parts. I love how it goes from like you know stereotypical metal, then it goes to like like say like a little dance bit like um, which did also low key remind me of 100 Gets, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like it goes back to like just fucking ridiculous like sweet picking and then like. Um, it starts having like the dive bombs where it's like dun, 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 mm. and then it's got like that crazy like synth in the background oh, and she's just like proper screaming all over it and it's just like oh, 
Oh, it's so fucking sexy. Oh, so good. Um, I believe this is the one with the uh, the, the section where the guitar's like, do 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 <laughs> and it's like, uh, oh, and then it just like, it's like halfway through. Hang on, he's just got some. Oh yeah, 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 cut. yeah. For sort of, yeah, yeah, really? yeah, I know what like, you mean. Still like pull, pull I can't. off some shit. I'm not gonna lie, my yeah, you did that perfectly in time to like when I was listening to it then. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's just gorgeous. Is this the one with the breakdown that has the? The, the Yankee horn? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it has, like, the harp and that. So, this is one of the things I noticed. I'm not going to lie. It 100% sounds like they went to freesounds.org and just downloaded something and chucked it in. Like, that's, like, I don't know. For me, that sounded very low, like, low quality. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it kind of sounds like they didn't actually... Like they recorded a recording of it, you know. Mm. Like, it just doesn't sound right to me in the thing. And also, I think that's, like, sorry, I think that's like why a lot of people don't like this band that much or this album because mm. they view mm. some of the those moments as gimmicky or lol, so random. Yeah, but... I mean, I I'm not sure. Like, I think it's in "You Ain't No Family," but they also use like a horse, like neighing. Uh, um, there's as a there's breakdown like section. a little bluegrass section in there before the breakdown. Yeah. And, and to be fair, if I remember correctly, um, you know that ain't in Dog's Real Voices. I, I want to say they had like a weird Elvis section, um, like where it's like surf yeah, rock. Yeah, I haven't listened to like, that song in years, but, but there is like uh, <laughs> surf rock elements, I think. <laughs> yeah, and it's, but like, I think talking about context, like it kind of makes sense at the time because this was like, this was when bands were trying to make weird breakdowns. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, there was a band I may have shown called In the Eyes of a Mistress. Maybe. And I remember they had an album called This Is a Breakdown Shakedown, I want to say. Um, let me see if I can find them. Um, and there, that was like kind of their whole gimmick was like, they, like every song had a really over the top like breakdown mm. in it. So Sorry, it's called Nobody Moved This Is a Breakdown Shakedown. Oh, okay. um, and, you know, it had classics such as A Picture of Beyonce Pouring Sugar on My Dick. And it's like killing a unicorn with like a bomb and yeah like it's just it's just meant to be like just so over the top like um so one of the songs was sharks live in water there's water in my toilet i rest my case and that was like like an acoustic kind of like song about being at the beach and then it cuts to like the jaws theme tune and then it's like oh fuck here comes a shark and then like yeah it just goes into this like ridiculous breakdown and like that was kind of death like well i always took it as satirical Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I think again, <laughs> context uh, context matters with these types of things. <laughs> yeah, so I think like it's kind of cringy now. Not gonna lie, I- I'm not a huge fan. I don't of know it. how I feel um, about it because I quite like a lot of Frank Zappa's music, and he adds a lot of um, sound effects or gimmicky well, shit. I, I, I but just, then that's performed it, with an air of cynicism, like mm. uh, it's parodying stuff, and I don't know where this falls. <laughs> Yeah, I think my problem with it is it's kind of the uh, metalcore or metal equivalent of like a dubstep breakdown. Because this is when Skrillex was quite st- well, was active as mm-hmm. well, right? Like sort of early two thousand, uh, like early twenty tens. And I, I don't know, it just feels like there was a section. Like, do you remember when every single pop song had like a dubstep section, and like every metalcore song had like a like a ridiculous breakdown? Like, I feel like it's just. It's kind of one of those musical stylings that is like a little bit cringy now. Like, do you remember um, 
when we talked about Maggot Brain and we talked about how they they overuse panning a lot because obviously this was in a time that like mono was kind of getting phased out. I feel like it's not obviously to that degree mm. in like technological advancements, but I feel like maybe this was a section when people really started to. I, I don't know. I'd have to look into the history of it to be fair, because maybe this is when like some production techniques kind of got pioneered, or like maybe some equipment kind of got like released or something. I don't know. It just thinking back on it, like yeah, I feel like there was a lot of it, you know, and and it wasn't just like one genre. It was like cross cross the whole scape of music, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'm chatting shit. I, 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 <laughs> I can't think of any um, technical... Uh, there was, like, genre um, stylings at the time, like, to this mm. era. I couldn't think of any technical, technological well, that, stuff, that's, that's, except... Um, that's what I'm saying. It's obviously, like, with Maggot Brain, it was a, it was a technological yeah, thing. Yeah, I think but... in uh, them dogs' real voices, the guitarist at some mm. point uses a drop pedal. Like, oh, okay. And I think that was pretty new at the time, like, a pedal that you could use to alter the pitch without like yeah yeah without ruining the tone like yeah I think he went down to like double e standard like an okay. octave down or drop e i don't know but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no okay no, that's fair um again maybe i'm just chatting shit but that's how i that's how i remember it at least mm. um i don't know if you would agree um or if you can really remember but yeah i don't know that was just something i i definitely noticed and like kind of yep breakdown's got a reminiscent breakdown's on. got a bit <laughs> generic at, um or <laughs> overdone at one point i think hmm. i don't think they're the most egregious here like i guess you can get a bit tired of them if you're listening to a lot of metalcore but it's not like yeah, a mule yeah. or something I, I do have to admit i think that is something that like I, I think that is one of the things that drove me away from sort of metal and deathcore was like yeah, it did get a little bit samey, mm. I think. Um, just to move on though quickly, Cat's Pajamas is another one of my favourites. Yeah, it's um, solid. I, I, I think this is probably the most accessible of their songs, I suppose. It's like pretty standard as far as like um, metal songs go. Mm. And it's also quite like, um, like they don't really go too mental with it. And they have a really nice little bass solo that I really love and like one of my like this is gonna sound so i think i've talked before about how i really enjoy it when musicians or artists put just little tiny pieces into their songs that like maybe only take like half a bar or like literally like a second of the song or whatever Mm -hmm. um but one of my favorite sections of this entire song is after the bass solo there's like a kind of like a i don't know if it's a doppler effect but kind of like a like a winding down sound like a like that like like kind of like um I don't know. That's the best way I can explain. Like a, like a, like a, like a something is winding down, right? And it's right at the end of the bass solo before it comes back into her sort of like more screamed vocals. Mm. And it's just, I don't know. It just sounds gorgeous, man. And it's just such a, as I say, it's just such a nice little detail that like I remember the first time I heard it, and like <laughs> this sounds so stupid, but like because it's such a minor thing. But I just remember hearing it and like that little like that such minor thing just gave me goosebumps because it just came in so perfectly and like again talking about like i guess getting deep but like lyrically this is just kind of like um it was quite relevant to me at the time Mm -hmm. i guess (laughs) um obviously without going too far into it yeah it's just definitely something that kind of like uh resonated with me um and yeah i just i don't know i just remember the first time hearing this and just being like fuck this is this is amazing. <laughs> um, See you in Shell as well. I think is one of my one of my favorites um, as well. 
uh, for a similar reason. It's just lyrically, I just love it. And I, I guess it kind of goes back to the, the Bjork impression, but towards the end of the song, where she's like, running around a horse throat. And then it like, the guitar like kind of fades out, comes back in and she starts screaming it. And it's just like, yeah, oh, it's definitely one of the more so melodic good. songs. Just some of it just has such like epic scale to it. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it is nostalgia. I will one hundred percent like disclaim. Yeah, I think it. I think it holds up personally. Uh, very strongly. <laughs> yeah, some of the metalcore stylings are quite generic, e I guess. But um, hmm. yeah, the guitar works really impressive. You get you get like mathy sort of Dillinger Escape Plan vibes. Hmm. Yeah, I still like to love this album. Going back to it, uh, tastes like Ken Bacon that filled me with nostalgia. And I, I do like how all over the place it is. I do mm. still like some of the more like ethereal melodic moments, like in I'm Cold and There Are Wolves After Me. Mm. I really like that song as well. Um, maybe something I didn't notice when I first was into this album was I really appreciate how sort of grind Corey and like how hard some mm. bits go. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, Ellie Cash versus the Godless Savages. Uh, reminds me yeah. of that, but just how hard that intro hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah just absolutely mental fucking sweet picking, mm. I guess. And then just like, that's like proper thrash. Yeah. <laughs> the... oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so realistically, all of these songs are pretty good. What's your least favorite then? Just very quickly to, to wrap up the, the conversation um, on this place. No idea. I would say, I would say Black Eyed Bush. I, I, it, I quite like the little synthy like, but like in general, I thought um, it worked fine. I think as the problem a I don't transition, but I the reason I don't like it is because it really, really reminds me of like the Ratchet and Clank soundtrack. Oh and yeah, like, I get that. Oh, you're not a fan. That's all... <laughs> Man, I love Ratchet and Clank, and I still, I still do. To be fair, and I love, like, I, I remember actually. Um, writing a piece a little, like a couple years back and someone was like why does this sound so much like Ratchet and Clank and I was like fuck <laughs> but like I don't know it's kind of took me out the album a little bit when I was listening to it like I said I like the little doo 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 kind of like electronic mm-hmm. shit but yeah like honestly like minus the vocals this could this could be on a Ratchet and Clank soundtrack and I wouldn't bat an eyelid like it, it would it would just fit so yeah, well you know I can't disagree even maybe with I, the vocals I, to be fair I really like all the electronic elements of this album still uh, mm. I think they're all sort of okay, I guess. It's not the greatest album ever, well, but um, mm. yeah, I was really into them at the time. Considering it's their first studio album, that's pretty mad as well. Actually. I think it's their best um, album. Mm. How can we talk very quickly? Um, how did you feel about, uh, I can't remember her first name, but um, LaPlante? Courtney. Was her second name? The, was it I Courtney? think so. Um, so. We're talking about the albums uh, Late for Nothing and Hail Mary. Yeah, I, um, how did you feel about I, them very quickly? I was not a fan. Um, I like It's All Happening. Um, I'm less into their second album, Ruining It for Everyone. Uh, ruining It for Everyone. I remember yeah. I like the dogs and I like karate nipples. But mm. they, they <laughs> said it was, they was more proud of that work and it was more cohesive. But I think it lost something and it became a lot more mediocre. And yeah, late okay. for nothing, and to uh, more extent. So you figured just it was just like a slow descent into like yeah, shit. they get more and more <laughs> um, generic and mediocre, and that was good. Uh, I'm, yeah. I was really disappointed by late for nothing because I really liked Courtney's if that's her first name. <laughs> I I really liked mm. her vocals, both clean and distorted on Unicron. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up quickly. Yeah, yeah, Unicron I really enjoyed, but I don't think they really did. They that did much, an EP. Really. Uh, late 
Oh, I typed Lapant. Late for nothing. I was just uh, clean vocals just don't sound good, and I was like, mm. I don't know. I was disappointed. If I recall correctly, she wasn't quite as much of a Bjork impression. No, but I was <laughs> disappointed by the songwriting in general, and her vocals weren't yeah. as strong as her previous work. I reckon. Do you, Do you think? Do you think that if um maybe she'd stayed with Unicron, you'd have like liked her as not as more, or maybe even if you hadn't heard her work in Unicron, do you reckon you'd uh, have been a bit more? No, this this game? album I find it pretty right. me- mediocre and like hard to listen to. Like it's just, okay. yeah, or at least I did. See, I actually still listen to the Hail Mary album of, like every so often, but I do think it is very much more like kind of generic. Yeah, I listened to, to some like... of the singles, but I yeah I couldn't get for an album or whatever. I, I will have to admit, Gift of Death is actually quite a banger, though. Like, I the chorus do not remember it. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, literally, I only remember the chorus of just, The Gift of Death, The Gift of Death. Okay. It's just, it's just, put a, put a clip in now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so have you got any final thoughts about, um, <clears throat> it's all happening? Um, um, or I or any, anything else. I, I, <laughs> anything on your I mind. still rate it's all happening and the first EP. Um, yeah, yeah. First EP I never really listened to. To be fair, maybe I should go back and if it's still if you think it still holds up, maybe I'll go back and actually. It's got to it obviously more. programmed drums, but I think the songwriting yeah. from what I remember was pretty alright. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was really into it when I was really into metalcore. It's not the greatest album ever but it's got elements i can still appreciate and enjoy hmm. do you think the gimmickiness ruins the album mm. <laughs> i think that's an important <laughs> question if you can get past the gimmickiness of some of their, their breaks or like i guess uh sound effect use, yeah i reckon you really like this album. I, what, what were you gonna say sorry um i think it was a really useful stepping stone for me to get into other genres of music and i really value that yeah 100 like definitely for me like, as well i don't know i maybe wouldn't be listening to like jazz or prog rock or mm. frank zappa mr bungle etc etc if it wasn't for the rest mm. of the bell ones so you know <laughs> no that's cool okay i, I would agree i would agree 100 percent. i i mean to be fair you have a a, a f- like I, I feel like I've got a fairly eclectic mm. taste in music in general, but you, you go above and beyond me, <laughs> like even further, which I love to be fair. Because like again, to like you, you just show me some like really fucking cool music that I wouldn't mm-hmm. you know know about otherwise, and I love that. I think our taste um, kind of diverged when um, I did my BTEC and you stayed on to do A levels. Like we're both pre yeah. into metal before that but then i just got like really autistic about mr bungle <laughs> like shit like that well to be fair i suppose like that was um that was a point where we weren't actually talking as much yeah that's true because obviously we're doing everything e. so i guess like at that point that was when we kind of both had our own kind of um musical single journeys mm. i guess and and whereas you did um so i did music tech mm-hmm. Uh, as I've said before, like we did a lot of production work, and we had to look into the history of like a lot of stuff and like how production, you know, changed. Whereas um, with your, you did a commercial. Yeah, music, I did it? an advance. I want to say or uh, extended BTEC in commercial music first, and then went on yeah, to do so, my degree. So I suppose but... for you, it was more a lot more about like composition, right? It was it was an all rounder. Um, like I did some. Oh, okay. I I learned how to use Pro Tools. I um, did some recording to the Moving Image. I played in bands. I. 
composed. Uh, yeah, that type of you thing. Did, you did soundtracks, right? Like, I, I vaguely remember you sending me some soundtrack work you did. Um, or was that what you meant by uh, recorded moving image? Uh, recorded to moving image. Uh, yeah, I did some sort of um, soundtracks or foley work or like um putting shit to adverts yeah. or to short <laughs> films you know that kind of stuff yeah I, I definitely think that would have that would have been our as you say divergence mm. um but i still think that like i mean well i i would say i think i i think this podcast kind of proves that like even still we can kind of come together and like talk about music and like, oh yeah definitely like, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool mm. <laughs> so Speaking of, to wrap up this one, because it has actually gone over a lot, I think. Um, let me just double check. Holy shit, we've been talking for nearly an hour oh, and a half. Oh, fuck, I have to edit this, <laughs> um, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have an album for me? Um, do you think you'll go for Cardiacs, or are you feeling something a bit different? Yeah, I, I think I'm going for Cardiacs. I've been... Okay. Did you say how come? Uh, I said okay, but yeah, how uh, come? What, what's, what's, what tipped it for you? No, I'd, I don't know. I just, just kind of nostalgic <laughs> about their music at this time yeah and i've been i mean you said a few weeks back you wanted to as well like you've been thinking yeah that's true um i'm leaning towards um heaven born and ever bright because it seems fitting Mm. opening with a hymn (laughs) (laughs) even though it's the kind of black sheep of uh um this discography i don't know what you want to listen to do you want to listen to guns do you want to listen to heaven born do you want to listen to sing the god on land this whole wide window the seaside What, what's your favourite album? What's your favourite album? Uh, uh, like, fuck what everyone else thinks. What's your favourite album, do you think? I've listened to it to death. My favourite album is On Land and In the Sea. Okay, by the mm. Cardiacs. On Land and In the Sea. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I, I'm i not going to lie. I haven't been able to listen to as much music um, this week because I've actually been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, very quickly... It's weird. Okay, so I'm used to listening to podcasts made by like dickheads like us, in that like we're not like celebrities uh-huh. or anything. We're just guys with like mics in our bedrooms. Um, and I started listening to a podcast by um, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, and it's basically them talking about their sort of time on Scrubs. Oh Scrubs? shit! Yeah, like, that's I've got a million podcasts to get through, but I that is in my subscriptions. Well, check out. It's actually pretty. It's pretty good. They get like uh, like cast members on and like they just talk about like little trivia bits and they get like callers in and stuff um it's really enjoyable i'm enjoying it but the one thing that's fucked me up completely is like um obviously when like like i say like i watch a lot of like youtuber podcasts and like sort of like just sort of random people and like obviously when they get sponsors they go hey guys this is a sponsor Mm -hmm. and they like you know make a big deal of like this is a sponsor here's what we're sponsoring like i don't know if it's because advertising laws are different in america or like if like their contracts are different or whatever but they like have this advert for um it's like kombucha juice or something and it's so, not kombucha, it really fucked but the, me. The, the juice of it's kombucha like a, it's like a juice uh, okay it's it's like a specific ju- ju- is it called kombucha F- I, I don't know point uh, i always skip the advert oh, okay. <laughs> my point is, is all right like, it's like fermented shit it's supposed to be healthy or something yeah unless you drink too much I, and then it can fuck up your stomach oh weird okay well anyway point is they have an advert for like this specific brand or whatever um but they don't like they didn't announce it they just go straight into it and i was like are they doing a bit like what the fuck and then like it took me like 30 seconds to realize they're like oh it's an advert okay i see how is zach braff as (laughs) Um, a person like he actually seems right it's weird hearing him swear because they were so like family friendly Mm. on tv i remember (laughs) seeing um that clip of him on punked where an actor pretended to mess up his brand new car and the stories behind that (laughs) but 
like they had to cut most of it because it was properly fucking pissed off. And he grabbed shit. the actor and started beating the shit out of him. Like this kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's quite entertaining. Cool. Not entertaining, <laughs> but it's, nah, it's entertaining. Pretty, Carry on. Pretty <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, my point is, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts uh, this week more than anything. Um, so uh, I actually want to go and visit a band that I've kind of wanted to dabble in like a bit further. Well, I, sorry, I've dabbled in, but I wanted to go a bit further. Um, so speaking of gimmicky, um, do you remember Oakley Doakley? Yeah, uh, what do you mean remember? Or may still a thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. When was their most recent album? Let's find out. Yeah, I've checked out Oakley Doakley. Um, I didn't like them. Ah, oh, fuck. Wait, which which album did you listen to? How Dilly Doodly? The one with White Wine Spritzer on it. Okay, well, we'll listen to their most recent album, Howdly Toodly, <laughs> that was released in 2019. Fucking great. Because honestly, I quite rated them. Okay. Like, I feel like the gimmick was like, I don't know, I feel like it was much more hyped up to what it was. Because, like, I originally when I, I heard, like, oh, a Ned Flanders cover band, and they used, like, Ned Flanders quotes, I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. But, I don't know, they just make songs that sort of reference Ned Flanders. <laughs> so, slash Simpsons in general. So... Let's listen to Oakley Doakley's Howdly Toodly, see if they can get past their just like, haha, it's a Ned Flanders themed metal band. And I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of, um, there was actually some good talent behind them. So I kind of hope that like they can actually um, do something like pretty good with it, you know? Uh, um, yeah, if it bops, it bops. But from yeah, what I've heard before, we'll, we'll, it, we'll it did it, not bop. We'll give it a Hopefully, a new stuff does no. bop. <laughs> well we'll give it a listen and see um, so yeah we definitely need to wrap this up because it's coming up to an hour yeah, and a half uh, have you got any any final thoughts uh, Gex good R- Rip Tim Smith Rip Tim Smith 100 Gex were pretty good um, did I say Tim Smiths Tim- <laughs> Rip Tim Smith uh, every single one of them I once um, was going to get like a Smiths shirt because mm. you know like the band was Smiths oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was just um, Will Smith's family and I thought that was quite good. <laughs> then I thought I'd have to like wear that in public, and then I wasn't too sure. Yeah, that'd be quite awkward. I was going to get a, a, a hoodie that was just Kim Kardashian's ugly cry face, like plastered all over it at some point. Um, mm. I, I really wanted that, but I decided to go for a fuck life hoodie instead. You do have some um, kind of cool shirts. <laughs> I remember you, you used to rock a lot of wolf shirts back in the day. And oh, you had yeah, an, that back Did my, you have an IE ass shirt? No, I have the uh, I Want to Die ah, shirt, the, nice. the IDubs one. I also have the IDubs Sheep shirt as well. Um, and, like, you know, the one that's, like, the Supreme. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, parody. Yeah, um, so I've got a hoodie that just says Fuck Life on it. Nice. Um, I also have a shirt that's, like, it's, like, a galaxy with, like, a cat head on it and then, like, cookies, I want to say. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was kind of so disgusting I've only ever worn it once. Yes. Um, what? I got it it's the type of merch Christmas. you see on, like, the end of meme compilations. Like they're just yeah, peddling that shit yeah. for some reason. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like old school odd future shit. Uh, remember like the one that the shirts that had like the the outline of the cat with like the the upside down cross yeah. on it. It's kind of like that, but so much more. And disgusting. it sold for like eighty quid or whatever. And, yeah. Oh man, it was fucking mental. Do you remember? Do you remember when like Tyler the Creator had like all those ads for like one of his new albums? Uh, that was just like yeah, Odd Future Collection Two, right? Or yeah, and it was like him in like a pink golf it, outfit and like it I remember, works I, remember you I being fucking like... bought that collection and it sucked <laughs> and the uh, mask was weird because like the album like each track 
would get louder and quieter and like really? yeah oh, fuck. oldie was good was that the but, same yeah. was that the same album where like the fucking the genre was just listed as like fucking awesome or something maybe I was that a different no idea <laughs> I just remember you being like, oh, I checked out the Odd Future website, and now I'm just getting ads of Tyler Crater saying he fucked his cat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh. And I tested it out, and it happened to me as well. And I was really annoyed, because that was all the ad- that was the only advert I saw for the longest... Right, Shane Dawsoning that shit. <laughs> See, Tyler, Tyler was a trendsetter, man. He did it before it was mm. cool. Actually, I don't know. Maybe the timelines add up, and it would have been about the same time. <laughs> what the ongoing bestiality or yeah man it, allegedly did you right, right, right hang on <laughs> we'll end we'll end the recording here we'll talk more off record all right thank you for listening people goodbye for now bye listen to cardiacs <laughs>